So we've had a great time this morning already, um, but I don't want to miss anything. And Brian has had something stirring, so I want him to share this morning real quick. So I felt the Lord say to me yesterday, for today, he said, now is the time to be sharp, for the times ahead are of trial and war. And the scripture he gave to me was Proverbs 27, 17, which says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. It is important for us to rely on each other, every part of the church body doing its part. So, allow yourself to be sharpened by those around you and also help to sharpen those around you who need it. Okay, so when I was asked to share, um, actually I, I sort of volunteered for it, I just didn't know it was going to come so soon. Um, Pastor has been talking a lot about reading the Bible and knowing God's word, and of course he's always telling us that we need to do things before we need them, so we need to be prepared and we need to prepare ourselves before we need it. So um, any time is a good time to start. So this is something that's been stirring in me. Um, I've had it for about a month, and... Um, a couple of weeks ago, Pastor, I didn't tell him about it, so a couple of weeks ago, Pastor said, um, he, was, he, was, he said just the right thing during the service, and I'm like, I need to tell him that I have a message, um, and he can use it at any time you know, if there's an emergency or whatever, and he's like, I'm going out of town, you're, you're up, so, <laughs> um, so that's where this message came from. Um, I'm not going to preach so much as I'm going to um, kind of walk you through the process that I have. Um, for interacting with the word. If you have a different way of doing um, a Bible study or Bible reading, that's totally fine. Um, there's more than one way, and, and anything that gets you to be in the word of God is good. So, um, but this is just the way that I do it. There's no one right way, but I don't want to take for granted that everyone knows how to do this. Um, so, uh, we are going to be in Ephesians 1. If you want to turn there, we're only going to be there this um, this service. Um we're going we're gonna to go through it step by step and um, see what God has to say to us and see how we can interact with it. Um, this may be a familiar passage to you. Um, if you've been to church for a while, you may know this um, and have, you may know it well. This may be well-worn. You may have a lot highlighted. Um, for others, there may be people that have never, have never heard this. Um, it's not necessarily an easy passage, but it's not um, it's not in time stuff either, so it's it's something that we can um, that there are things in there that we can learn even if we don't understand it all. If you struggle, um, maybe if you were in school, you weren't the best student, um, and you think, well, why why do I read this anyway? Because I don't understand it. Well, it's not like a textbook. Uh, for a textbook, you're trying to read and understand everything. Um, that's not necessarily the goal for. Reading, reading the word. There is a benefit to just reading it, whether you understand it or not. So I want to take some of the pressure off today and just say, you know, as we go through this, just get the parts that you get. So God, there are times when God will highlight something for you, 
and it'll, it'll almost just jump out of the page and you're like, oh, that's important. Well, there's no one thing that's more important than any other thing in scripture. It's all important. So the thing that stands out to me may not be the thing that stands out to you. And the things that stands out to me today might not be the thing that stands out to me tomorrow. So, um, so we're not going to focus on understanding every single part of it. We're going to go to it and we're going to read it. We're going to interact with it. And then we are going to realize that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. So he is going to show us what he wants us to hear from it. And it may or may not be something that I say today. It may or may not be something that a pastor says. God, the Holy Spirit can speak to you directly and show you something even beyond what was said because that's what's important to you. And so as I share, you may, um, you may notice that something, you, you may have a question that comes to mind that doesn't have anything to do with what I share. And that's okay because I'm going through things. I'm thinking about my health. I'm thinking about my family. But you might be thinking about your work. You might be thinking about some other situation. And God is going to show you what is important for you. And that's the way that we want it. So one of the things that I've been thinking about all this week, and I don't have a scripture for this, so I could be wrong. If pastor will correct me next week if, if we need be. But w the way that I like to think about it is if someone were to prepare me a meal that was perfect for me and I don't have to think about what it is that they're serving me, they're just going to give me a meal and it's, it's perfect, it's exactly what I need. I don't really have to think about what they put in it. I don't have to think about how the you know, there's proteins and carbs and fats. I don't have to understand how, when they go into my body, how they work. I don't have to worry about, you know, how it, where the nutrients are going and what, how it all works. I don't have to know that. I just have to put it in, you know, pick up the fork and stick it in there, right? And so that's what I think about when I focus on the word. It is something that it's perfect for me. It's perfect for you. It's God's word and his principles for us. And we don't have to know how it works. He just told us to read it. He told us to, to focus on it. So all we have to do is pick up the fork and put it in and let God do the rest of the work. The Holy Spirit will, will draw us to the parts that are important for us. So again, the goal is not necessarily to understand every part of it. As a matter of fact, a lot of times we will. We'll wrestle with, what does this mean? Or what does this mean to me? And even if we do understand it at a time, there may be more of it that we understand more at a later time. So it's not something that you will just get and then you have for forever. It is, it's something that can grow and build. God can show you more things, more ways that it applies in your life. And it can just be a part of your growth process, even the same scriptures that you've read over and over and over again. So again, we're, we're looking for interaction, and we want to look for those things that God highlights to us. So one of the things that I like to do, I had heard this, I, I didn't come up with this. Um, I heard a pastor say this years ago, and he didn't come up with it either, so I don't really know where it came from, but I want to share it with you because you might want to use it as well. And those are the nine things that we can look for in any parts of Scripture. Um, those nine things are broken down into three sets of three. The first one is, uh, is about God, who God is. We want to know who God is. Then we want to know what he has. And then we want to know what he can do. So when we're studying the scriptures, those are important things to look out for. Also, we want to know what the devil has, who he is, and what he can do. So 
Um, there are things that he has the right to do. There are things that he does, and there are things that he has, and we need to know those as well because to pr to he has a strategy against us, and we are going to fight him, so we need to know his ways, even though we don't want to follow them. And then the third set is for us, who we are, what we have, what God has given us, and what we can do. And so when I'm reading the scriptures, I like to look for those nine things. They're not in every single scripture, but we are going to see some of them today. So let's pray before we get into the word and just ask God again to, I've been asking for this all week, that God would give each of us something, whether it's something that I specifically say or something that the Holy Spirit shares with you and ministers to your heart. So Father God, I just ask again, Lord, that you would be with us this morning as we open up your word. And I ask you to highlight those things that you would have us to learn today. Help us to to interact with your word and learn the things that you would have for us and help us to wrestle with those things that you want us to wrestle with. And Father, we know an answer can come maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe another time. But Father God, we just thank you that we have the opportunity to read and understand your word in Jesus' name. Okay, so let's get into Ephesians. Now, some of you, if you open up your Bible, you may have a part where it talks about, um, it has like a little introduction. That's not the scripture itself. Um, prior to verse 1, um, so it tells who it's for, but it's also going to tell in the text, so we're just going to jump right in. It says in verse 1 of Ephesians 1, um, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So it says right here that he's writing to the saints, those are believers who are in Ephesus, and faithful in Christ Jesus. So these are people that have been walking with God for a while. They make up the church. And he says to them, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So as he's writing to the church, that also applies to us. We can take this and know that he is, he is writing directly to us. And then that verse, grace to you and peace from God. That just really struck me this week. And I thought, what if I, what if I said that to people? What if I um, came to church and said, Debbie, Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. What if I thought when I'm talking to someone, grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ? What a blessing. Now, do I understand fully what that means? Do I understand what grace is in your life? Do I understand what kind of peace you need? No, not necessarily, but it's still something I can pray over you and know that God's words are behind it because it is his word. So um, that was the greeting. Um, my, my Bible has headings, so we're going to take the next set of scriptures, which talks about redemption in Christ. In verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings, blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So when I'm reading this, I would think, what are, what are every spiritual blessing? What, what are these spiritual blessings that we have? Well, I know of some spiritual blessings. I know that God gives us mercy. God gives us grace. But I don't know if there's, if I know of every spiritual blessing. So I might just turn this into prayer. And I might say, Father God, just, this sounds so great. I know that you have blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So I'm asking you to show me those blessings and help me to be grateful for those blessings. 
And I might also turn that into a prayer for you um, as, as our congregation. And if you're a visitor here and you have a different congregation, that's fine. Turn it into prayers for your brothers and sisters, um, for your family, for, um, for your church, for whoever. Lord, that you would bless us with every spiritual blessing and help us to get an understanding of what that is. It's, and so you might also just think, I don't know what it is, but it sounds good, so I'm going to take that. God's word says I can have it, so I'm going to take that. So verse 4 says, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He chose us. So I just want to think about the fact that we, we don't have to be here, but he chose for us to be here. He chose to love us. He chose to love me. He chose to love you. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to be, to feel chosen, to know that we are accepted, that we are loved by you. Verse 5, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So we're predestined. What does that mean? I don't know. Predestined means, it means he's chosen us. But if for some reason you come across a scripture and you're like, what does that mean? Maybe I kind of have an idea what it means, but, but what does he really mean by it? There is a resource, and I would love to share some of these with you so that you can use these as well. Um, I use um, Bible Gateway a lot, and I use Bible Hub, BibleHub.com. You don't have to sign up for it. They're free online. Um, so I would go to um, Bible, I'm going to BibleHub.com right now, and I'm going to type in Ephesians 1, 3, no, 5, 1, 5, and I'm going to, um, there's a way to get the Strong's number, so I don't know if you're familiar with um, the Strong's numbers, they are the either the original Greek word or the original Hebrew word. Um, in the Old Testament, it'll be a Hebrew word. In the New Testament, it'll be a Greek word. So I'll go to Ephesians 1.5. And I'm going to see what he has to say about predestined. So um, it tells me the root word, which I can't pronounce. Um, it also gives me a way to, um, it gives me a phonetic spelling, and it says predestined. I'm in the wrong place. Hang on. I'm in the concordance. Okay, it says to foreordain, to predetermine, to mark out beforehand. Again, predetermined. So it says he's, he's basically he's decided that we can be adopted. He's chosen us. This goes with the previous verse that he's chosen us. So, Lord, I may not understand what it means really that you chose me or that you chose us. But, Lord, I, I just thank you that you did choose us. And Lord, help me to get an understanding of what you have for us as children that are chosen by you. So verse 6 says, To the praise of the glory 
of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Accepted in the beloved. I may not know what that means, but it sounds good. So, Lord, I thank you that you, that you made us accepted, that you accepted us. In him we have redemption through his blood, forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. So these are the things that it says that we have. That's one of those nine things. So I have redemption. I have forgiveness. Um, we have redemption through his blood, forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. And it says we, he has made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. So that's abounding in us from verse 8. So I just, there are times that I will just thank him for the things that he's given us. I will ask for him to teach me more about what that means. What does it mean to be redeemed? What does redemption mean? And again, um, Bible Hub, those Bible gateways, you can find out more about what those things are, and they're, they're free, a free online resource for you. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. He's made known to us the mystery of his will. Have you ever heard somebody say, we don't know what the will of God is? It says that we do know. It says he's made known to us the mystery of his will, according to the good pleasure which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. That means that he's looking for unity here. So this would be a time where I might just say, Lord God, you've called us to unity, so help me to walk more in unity with my church, with my family, with my friends. Father, help us to be the kind of people that want to walk in unity. Help us to walk in love, in unity with one another. Help us to walk in harmony with one another. Verse 11, in him we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him, who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Well, what is our inheritance? I didn't know we had an inheritance. What's the inheritance? It says we were predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And it goes on, that we would we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. Now that is particularly talking about those particular believers um, that, that believed first. This is... Um, this is right after Christ has has um, has been sacrificed, and this is the this is the of the first few churches that sprung up, and it says that we who first trusted in Christ should be the praise of His glory. In Him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. So that's the rest of us, those of us who have um, who have come to the knowledge of God after that, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So we might not understand what that means. So I would say, you know, Lord God, I, I don't know what it means to be sealed. What does it mean to be sealed? And again, sometimes the answers will come immediately. Sometimes we'll have an idea. God will speak something directly to our hearts. And sometimes it might come later. We might hear something. We might read something. Um, pastor might preach on something that will help us to understand those things. So really for me, I'm just looking for the questions. I'm asking the questions, and I'll let God decide when to answer those questions or whether to just leave me struggling with them because maybe he has something else for me to focus on this week. 
13, verse 13, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So it says the Holy Spirit is our guarantee of that inheritance. Well, I know I have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit. If you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit. And he is our promise that we have an inheritance coming. Okay, we're going to move on to um, the next set of scriptures, which is verse 15. And it says in my verse, this is prayer for spiritual wisdom. So, Lord, I want spiritual wisdom. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. So, it says here that this is from Paul, and he's praying that for other believers... He's, he's thanking God for them. He's making mention of those people in his prayers, probably by name. So I can do that too. I can think, oh, there's Debbie, there's Alan, there's Mike, there's all of you. And so when I read something like that, I think, oh, New Life Family Church. And then I might think of specific names and enter them in there. And I say, Lord, I just thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. That the God of our Father that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Well, I want some spirit of wisdom. I want a revelation in the knowledge of him. So I'm, I, I will also take that for myself. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you give us that, those things. Thank you that you give that to New Life Family Church. Thank you that you give that to believers. Thank, that you, thank you that you give that to specific people. Thank you that you give that to Shirley. that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. So Lord, I ask that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened. You said that, you said that that's what you want for us. So Lord, that's what I want for us, that we may know the hope of your calling, and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Lord, I don't know what the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints, or at least I don't know fully. So, Lord, I'm asking you to show me more about what that is. Which he worked in Christ Jesus when he seated him from the, from the dead, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet, and he gave him to be head over all things to the church. So he's the head of the church. Pastor's not the head of the church. I'm not the head of the church. Nobody in here is the head of the church except for Jesus. God put things, all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of the church. Now, pastor does run things. And he is the person that we look to, but he is under the headship of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Lord, I just ask you to fill all in all. And as I was reading this, I was just thinking, this is, so it's a prayer. It's a prayer that we can pray. It's for believers. This is written to believers. And this is something that we can pray. So a lot of people will pray this and they'll put specific names in there. So I'm going to show you how to do that because 
I want to pray this over all of you. It's not the first time I've prayed. I've prayed this over you all this week. And I've used, um, I've used all the names that I know for those. And then I've prayed that it, this would be for all of New Life Family Church, for the members that go here, for those that are connected to it, and for those who are visiting. So I will start in verse, um, verse 16. And I will pray this over all of you. So, Father, I, don't, I do not cease to give thanks for New Life Family Church and all those connected to it. And I make mention of those people in my prayers, that you, Lord God, the God of Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give to them, would give to New Life Family Church the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding of New Life Family Church's understanding would be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us at New Life Family Church who believe, according to the working of your mighty power, which you worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in the heavenly places far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And God, you put all things under Jesus' feet and you gave him to be the head over all things to New Life Family Church, which is your body. It's not the only body, but it's our body. And it is the fullness of you, which fills us all in all. So Lord, fill us all in all. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in New Life Family Church. I thank you for what you're doing for every person here in this building and those that belong here, those that come here, those that are visiting here today. Lord God, I just ask that you, that this would be um, a prayer that goes forth and continues working in their life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you want the perfect prayer to pray over someone in your life, this is one of those places you can go. It's Ephesians 1, 15 and 23, and you can pray this a lot. This is, this is something you can pray every day. You can pray it for um, yourself. You can pray it for other people. If you know of someone who needs prayer, this is a good place to go. There's also a verse, um, some verses in Ephesians 3, um, verse 14 through 21, which are um, another prayer that Paul has prayed. So I just want to encourage you to spend some time praying that over yourself, even, again, if you don't understand it. I didn't expound on the things today. We didn't really talk about what everything means, and it doesn't matter because we have given God, we have put the word in, we've asked some questions. There may be more questions. We can interact with it again, and we can wait for his answers. But even if we don't have answers, we have put in nourishment in our body that helps us to grow spiritually. We have put things in, and now, now they're in there. God's word can go to work on us because we have put it in. And so I want to encourage you. Again, this doesn't have to be the only way. It's, it's a way. Um, and I encourage you also to go to those resources um, like Bible Hub, Bible Gateway. You can find um, the Strong's, which again is the Hebrew word or Greek word um, in the original, and you can find out what he what he means by that. And I there are a lot of things on there. There's commentary. Um, one of the other things on Bible Hub is questions um, for any 
any text that you're in. So like in Ephesians, I will go to real quick as I wrap up. Um, there's a section for questions. And this is for Ephesians. There's 20 questions here. Maybe you don't go through all 20. Maybe you do. Um, maybe you just think about them. Um, but let's, let's start with the first one. What does it mean to be chosen in Christ before the creation of the world? We are chosen. And so I might just think about that for a while. I might think about that all day. I might think about it for a week. Um, I may or may not have an answer to that, but, but I'm interacting with the text that I just read. Um, another one is, how can you encourage others in your faith community with the truths expressed in this chapter? So as I read it, I'm thinking, how can I encourage all of you? How can I, can I pray that over you? Can I talk with you about it? Can I, you know, can we have a, can we sit down together and just discuss it? How can I encourage you in, the, in this church with the truths expressed in this chapter? So these are just some resources. Again, um, again, they're free. I do want to encourage you to not get too bogged down in those. Use it as a help to drive you back to the Bible, to the Word of God, whether it's a, a, an actual Bible or if it's online, that's fine too. Um, but just use that to interact with the Word and let it get into you and provide that nourishment that you need. Okay, um, so I hope you found something in here that can help you this week. And if not, I hope you were blessed by the worship. I, I know I was. That was wonderful this morning and the things that Carrie shared. Um, if you need personal prayer, you can come up. Even if you've been prayed for already, you can come up and we will pray for you. Um, I, we'll, have some, um, we'll have a man available if you would like to pray with, um, with someone. Randy can be up here or Mike, are you available after church? Mike can pray with you, and um, I'm here to pray with you if you have um, any additional prayer needs. And um, again, I just I really hope and pray that you, God will use this to to help you to get more in His Word and do the things that Pastor has been talking to us about this week. So, is there anything else before we leave? Carrie has something. So oh, Christy's word this morning that she broke forth is actually right in line as I was thinking about what's happening in our church right now. And um, some of the greats have talked about how they saw um, things happening when uh, testimonies of old testimonies of people who, um, the greats, the things that they would go through, when you reviewed those or... Um, actually reviewing foundational materials. Uh, God does a strengthening in that. It's like he has the ability to put more re-rod in there um, in our foundations when we review. And as she went through this, pastor's always praying that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. He's always praying out of this portion of scripture, if you haven't caught that. And... Um, in our women's uh, Bible study that we're having once in a month, uh, we are breaking open John 3.16. Uh, Deb's Bible study, and we didn't do this on purpose. Deb's Bible study is on the book of Colossians. She's going over foundational stuff. So God's doing something. He's up to something with all of this. 
and that's the storyline that we're in right now. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for what you are bringing to us from your table that you have prepared for us. We thank you for there's so much in there and there's something for everybody. So we thank you for these things. Help us to apply these things to our lives and to have our relationship with you strengthened through all of this, Lord. Now, as we depart from the church, Lord, go with everybody. Set your angels around all of us, Lord Jesus, especially because of the day and the time and the season and the end of this age that we're in and on the precipice of a new age, Lord Jesus. And just touch everybody, Lord. Remind them this week, Lord, who they are in you and that you love them and that you are our caretaker and covenanted to us to take care of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If anybody needs prayer, we are available for prayer.